0: That actually happened to you? It did. I thought I've talked about this. I We've never talked about this. So, if you're not resilient, if you can't get through all these issues with a positive outlook, you always tell me that I'm the most positive person you know. You, I'm not you sure. You, I don't are.
1: Know. <laughs> you are.
0: When you marry the real world with the digital world, like conversion skyrockets. Our mobile billboards allows these new up and coming law firms to penetrate the market where other areas, you know, where other billboards are not. I hope they assume
1: yeah, like, <laughs> that, that,
0: that that law firm is not inside be, you, the truck.
1: Even if you're ranking, if you're not getting phone calls, if you're not signing up cases, you're not going to care about the rankings. So it's, it's a holistic approach. In law school, attorneys are taught to challenge everything, tear things apart, break them down. But the qualities that make lawyers great can be some of the worst for running a business. At every stage of growth, running a business and practicing law can feel overwhelming. And what happens when you try to add life and family to the mix, it can feel nearly impossible. You don't have to do this alone. I'm Maria Monroy, co-founder and president of LawRink, a leading SEO agency for ambitious law firms. Each week we hear from the industry leaders on what it really takes to run a law firm, from marketing to manifestation. Because success lies in the balance of life and law, we're here to help you tip the scales. Billboards for large personal injury firms are hard to miss. You know the ones I'm talking about. You see them nearly every time you drive the freeway. They're amazing for brand recognition and they keep those firms top of mind. The result is a higher volume of calls and ultimately cases. But what if your firm doesn't have the budget to break into these competitive spaces? To compete, you need an innovative and affordable solution. Chava Mercado and his team at InMotion have found the solution. They wrap existing delivery trucks in ads to get access to people in places even mobile billboards cannot get to. He has over 15,000 trucks in his nationwide network, and each truck gets over 4 million impressions per month. InMotion is a data-driven company that has incredible ROI and a low barrier to entry. Today, Chavi and I dig into how a positive mindset can change everything, even when you have less than $7 to your name, how he took those $7 and made them into seven figures, as well as the lessons he learned along the way, how to go head to head with large firms, and why data and innovative advertising can get you an 80% ROI, but only if you're willing to invest the time. Chava has been in marketing for over a decade. He started buying billboards and saw a problem that he thought he could solve.
0: So I've been doing marketing. Experiential was the first thing I did. Then I worked for corporate brands in America. <laughs> I started buying billboards. I saw there was a problem. I wait, could offer wait, wait. a solution.
1: Wait, You were buying billboards where?
0: Predominantly in Southern California. So the six busiest freeways of the country, six of the top 10 are in Los Angeles. So those billboards are very expensive. The 405, the 101, the five freeways. And I was working for different brands and I was always buying billboards. And then I saw that there's a lot of big semi-trucks, just white, you know, unbranded trucks that I could possibly add space to that, you know, rent space.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: I mean, I could put a brand on a logo on a truck. So th- what really struck my mind was I was filing a truck for, for a beer brand and I followed them to the store and then they were unloading cases of beer for a different brand. And, oh, I, was wow. like, and I was like, oh, well, I was like, why are you guys like advertising one brand, but really doing for the competitor? Did you I did. The guys, and they're like, oh no, the brand pays to put the advertise or their, their brand on the truck. Doesn't necessarily mean that that's a product inside. And that's really how this whole idea was born. That the consumer naturally assumes that what's on the outside of the truck is really the product that's inside. And so originally that's how I started. I was like, oh, I bet I can do that. And I was working for Essential Water. And I was like, I bet it's a, it's a new brand. People want to know about it. So I was like, if I put a lot of trucks with essential branding, people are going to think that we're selling cases and cases all over.
1: So did you pitch the idea?
0: <laughs> I did. I was shut down horribly. <laughs> she, so I had just got the job. It was a new job. It was literally in my first week. Know and it all. I wasn't a know it all, but I knew enough of the market that I could save money. And I was sitting with the, you know, with a VP of marketing at the time. And I just said, hey, you know, I think we could really save money if we, instead of investing on, on billboards in Santa Monica or downtown LA, we could do these trucks. It'll be a lot cheaper and people will actually see it. And it's not going to look like we're trying to advertise to them. Like people are just going to think that their the product is inside. inside. And she said, "Ah, oh, like first week on the job and you're already trying to change things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so I just... She told me to, to stay in your lane. Not like yeah. that. I really respect this woman. She held a global marketing role for Microsoft. Like she knows exactly the marketing world. I really respect her. So, so when she said this, I was like, all right, you know, I'm here to learn. It was my first week on the job. So I was just there to learn. But the idea sort of stayed in my mind. And about two years late into the job, I, I decided to do it as a part time. So I started doing it on my own while I was still working for Essential Water.
1: Now, on Instagram, your bio says that you took your business from $7 to seven figures.
0: You What's, like that one, huh? I it's like good. it a lot. It's catchy. It's good. What's, is it true, though? It's, yes, it's true.
1: What? Tell us the story.
0: I started the, the idea, and I've been working, so I I probably had you know a little over six figures in my savings, so I had saved up some money. I started the business, started the company, and originally my vision was if I can make a couple thousand dollars a month extra... You know, in a year, that's 20 grand more. That was a big that, deal. That's
1: almost business to start. Did you know that? That's a side gig. Yeah,
0: that was a big deal. When I was, And I was making like over a little over six figures in my job. So I was like, if I can make $20,000 more, that's a big deal. So my goal was to get three trucks in a year, three trucks. And then my friend was like, you got to think big. Let's go to five trucks. And our first contract was 20 trucks. So it was way over what I expected. So then I'm really working, working, working and... When you grow so fast, so quickly, you start really dipping into your expenses. So I haven't gotten paid for months. So my savings started going from 100,000 to 80,000 to 60,000 to 40,000. And then at this point, I'm really, you know, did I make the right choice? Like leaving my job and, you know, starting a new business. 10,000, at that point, you're, you're going down in flames. Like you're, you know, you're already, you already lost all your money. And then the pandemic hit and my mom was sleeping on the couch. My girlfriend was in our room. Like, it was a one-bedroom apartment. It, it was just chaotic, but I didn't tell anything. And so...
1: Wait, what do you mean? You didn't want
0: Like, I didn't tell him how, how bad we were going with the money situation. And then it goes to 800 bucks, $400, you know, $30 in my bank account. So at this point, I'm asking all my friends, business people.
1: You did not ask me. I just want to put that on the record.
0: I, I did not ask you. I also did not know you were rich as F. <laughs> But, but no, the reality is that I was just reaching out to people that, that I thought could help out just for like 30 to 60 days until like I was able to, you know, finish all the payments for the, for the production, the installation and everything that it takes to produce, you know, 40 banners that are 53 foot. So I went down to like a little over $8, like $7 and something in my bank account. And I remember specifically because right down the street from where we lived, there was a hamburger joint. And this is during the pandemic. And they had this like bright neon sign that said, lunch combo for $8. And I looked, you know, to my girlfriend and I was like, you know, one day I want to be able to afford taking you there. And it's sad, but you know, that's really how it happened. And I had pulled up together an investor group from Newport they were going to buy into my business. They were going to actually take ownership of the business and they were going to basically start paying for all my expenses until I started you know, becoming profitable. 16 pages of contracts. I signed them. I put them on the table and I went to bed that night and uh, sort of defeated. And I was like, I'm just going to send that tomorrow. And then the very next day I got a paycheck six-figure paycheck and then from there on like we never looked back and i used that paycheck to take my girl to the six to the eight dollar burger and we have pictures of that
1: and she, she didn't like leave you after that
0: no she didn't leave me i looked like i was like you know homeless almost pretty, pretty close but yeah that was a really good that was a really good memory i still have the check by the way it's framed in my office that's cute mm-hmm.
1: what were some of the biggest lessons you learned from that journey
0: i talk about resilience a lot on my Instagram, follow Instachava. And people ask, like, you know, the leadership skills, this and that. And and listen, you can learn a lot of stuff um, from studying, from coaching, from mentors. But but if you can't hold the heat, like, you're going to go down. No business just goes without a, you know, without a hinge, without a flaw. Even the big multi-billion dollar businesses. Remember the time where Facebook was, everybody was canceling it because they were saying uh, their new privacy features change and everybody. So all these businesses that even have even scaled to the billions, They've always go through issues. And I think that leadership counts for a lot. If you're not resilient, if you can't get through all these issues with a positive outlook, you always tell me that I'm the most positive person you know. i do not sure. You are.
1: <laughs> you are. I'm never going to forget when I took you to Don Worley's party at MTMP, which we're at MTMP right now. This was
0: Last maybe, year. A, maybe
1: a year ago. And his parties are always like on a Wednesday at 3 p.m. Yeah. and. Chava, with, without a drink or any drugs or anything, <laughs> is walking around Don's party. Oh my God, Maria, we're so lucky. This is the best thing ever. Like, look at this. It's a Wednesday. Look at this. It's a Wednesday at 3 p.m. And look, look, look how, how lucky I And I was riding
0: the bull. And the funny thing is like, I actually live in Las Vegas. Like that was normal to me. Like, you know, we're at the Omnia, which I've been there. But
1: And I was annoyed. I was like, okay, it's not <laughs> that great. Like get over it. And yeah, you are definitely... Very And you're very friendly Like I I can't walk into a store or a restaurant Or anywhere without Chava Learning the cashier's name Striking up a conversation with them And I'm like the least friendly person in those situations I
0: heard you on the phone with a. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not go there But listen, I To answer the question is resilience It's just you have to have that kind of skill And that kind of fortitude And also humility I'm always learning I don't know at all. That's for sure. The one thing I do no, know is don't. that. So,
1: <laughs> okay, let's get into the good stuff. Yeah, now, yeah. Okay. So on your website, you say InMotion is a data company who puts brands on trucks. What does that mean? How are you a data company?
0: So we started placing billboards on the trucks. That was the original idea. We also have a beacon that tracks everything for the truck. So that's that's how we're able to see where the trucks What's are. What's a beacon? A beacon technology is like a geofence, like a GPS that's attached to the truck.
1: And it's gathering data.
0: It's collecting data, yeah, all the time. What kind of data? All kinds, everything. So I'll explain how it goes. So the trucks are driving around a certain area. There's people with their trusted devices. Our trucks capture the mobile IDs of the device. The mobile ID is basically a unique ID that's attached to your cell phone. So we're able to tell patterns about your life. So... Education, race, gender, age group, income level, whether you like coffee, whether you're a pet owner, whether you're a mother, and it's all based on data that you freely provide to the apps on your device and on your phone, that if you were to read the fine print and all those apps, uh, it says, hey, we will be selling your data to marketing and advertising. However, because this is very important. We can't obtain anything that's personally identifiable to you.
1: So I just have a user ID of a profile. Like you're, we're not going to say how old I am. You're this age, Correct. you're a mother, you like coffee, you hate dogs, Correct. like so- that.
0: I'll give a, a specific example and I'll use myself and I don't mind aging, you know, 27 years old. It's not bad.
1: Yeah. And we've known each other forever. So that For 20,
0: works. Somehow. <laughs> that works. So anyway, so I grab my phone and if I have, you know, the MLB, you know, ESPN app, it'll say, okay, this person is a sports enthusiast. And, you know, or if I have Priceland, Hotels.com, you know, this person is likely to travel or a business minded.
1: But how does this impact, mm-hmm. let's say, a personal injury firm that's doing advertising with you?
0: So why is it important for personal injury lawyers in particular? Our trucks, since we have the mobile IDs for the devices, we're also able to tell who is worth a million dollars or more. So potentially they have a bigger policy. Also, we are able to tell whether they've been in a body shop or a physical therapy or in a hospital. So if you've been in a body shop or physical therapy, you perhaps were injured. So before they even search for a lawyer, we're able to match those who have seen your truck, your advertising, with those people who have been in a body shop, and when you do that, you can send them a you know a message on their Instagram, LinkedIn, three thousand different applications that we have access to, and so someone is scrolling through their feed, and then they see you know an advertising, they're like, oh yeah, I've seen those trucks, but they don't know that we know right. that they were exposed to those, and that's really when when you marry the real world with the digital world, like conversion skyrockets. That's really what sort of separate separates us.
1: Because regular billboards, you, you can't do that.
0: No, I mean, and, and, and you can't tell who actually saw your truck. So the way regular billboards work is based on traffic data. So so they would go, you know, these are how many tr- cars drove by in 2021, sense. you know, 5,000 cars per week, but you don't know that.
1: How many seconds does somebody have to be near the truck with an eyesight of the truck for you to consider them having seen the truck?
0: So we actually have a system that was done by a third-party uh, study from a company. Eight seconds is what we want. It really should be seven, but we only capture everybody that's been for eight seconds. So if in eight seconds you you haven't been able to read the entire advertising ad, you probably you know, did too much. So if anybody is there for only three, four seconds, we don't count them. So I want to make sure that everybody that we know is 100%, 100% verified that they've seen the truck. Now, of course unless they were driving or walking with their eyes closed, you know, there's certain things that I can't really, but I know that for a fact they were there when the truck was there, that they were within the visibility icon of the truck for about eight seconds. The second question that we get asked all the time is like, how far can they see these trucks? That depends on the size of the truck. A 53-foot truck, you can see it from, you know, further away. The 26-foot truck, we have about 150-foot radius. It it depends if you're looking from the side or the back, but 150 feet, that's really what we, that's the average of what we do.
1: And what are the benefits of going with a mobile billboard, just what I would call it, Mm -hmm. I don't know if if that's what you call it, but versus an actual, you know, traditional billboard?
0: Number one, we're very, very much less expensive than a traditional billboard. So if if budget is a concern, that's one thing. Number two.
1: But is that only for major markets or it doesn't matter where you go in the country, you're typically going to be cheaper than a billboard? Because I feel like a billboard in LA compared to a billboard in the middle of nowhere, no offense to anyone, is like two completely different things.
0: True. So... Our price is the same. It doesn't matter if you're in New York or in Chicago or Des Moines or Iowa, like doesn't matter where you are. True, the billboards in the different cities are going to be at a different pricing. Also, if you're trying to really expand and grow, you want to be in the bigger markets. That's typically where it is. Here in Las Vegas, it's highly competitive for the personal injury lawyers. They are advertising on regular billboards a lot more than... Actual casinos then the Bellagio then the wind and the big corporate casinos and so if you're a new lawyer and you're coming in, you can't compete with those guys because they already have those billboards prepaid and then they have you know the 30 day clause that they can renegotiate their deal and re- you know renegotiate their deal for another six months, three months, whatever it is and so our billboards our mobile billboards allows these new up and coming law firms to penetrate the market where other areas you know, where other billboards are not. So less expensive, we're able to penetrate if it's uh, a pricing issue. We also don't fold traditionally as a regular mobile billboard. I know you just mentioned that. A mobile billboard is is a billboard that is designed purposely and primarily for advertising. And those have very complete set of restrictions The drivers can only drive about eight hours a day. They can't come near, let's say, schools, hospitals, which is important for personal injury. But for us, the primary purpose of our trucks, it's delivery. They're actually delivering goods and and products to the consumer. But the consumer who's seeing that does not know that. So some of our trucks, you know, have corn or vegetables or TVs or couches or, or they deliver bread and popcorn to the hotels or different areas.
1: But Grocery I don't think stores. anybody thinks, or and maybe I'm wrong here, but I understand if it's branded as water, right? Or mm-hmm. Coca-Cola, whatever. But I think if somebody sees a truck and it's branded with Coca-Cola, people okay. assume that it's Coca-Cola inside the truck. Correct. But if somebody sees a truck and it has a lawyer advertising, most people are going to know that that's just an advertisement.
0: I so, hope they assume
1: yeah, but, <laughs> that,
0: that, that that law firm is not be, inside the truck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, what I'm saying about the being different from a mobile billboard is that those trucks, if you're a regular mobile billboard, that means your primary purpose is to advertise. And so you can't go to areas that are, are prohibited.
1: Like, uh, like gated community like
0: schools gated communities hospitals any other areas that are outside the route for their advertising so our trucks because they they predominantly are delivering they can go to different areas so now imagine you're in a in a fufu neighborhood and now you have this truck that has your advertising and you're competing against nobody and not only are you are competing against nobody, you're also grabbing the mobile IDs of anybody that, you know, walks outside and sees your truck. So we have a lot of pictures from from the law firms that we have that they love when their trucks are like right in front and center of, you know, these gated communities. But like I said, also hospitals, institutions, a lot of our trucks do deliveries to Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, and all these areas where people are always there, but you can't have a, a traditional billboard there.
1: That's amazing. And now I will say that. Chava and I have a mutual client Mm -hmm. and I know that this works very well. Now, I want to ask a few questions. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's talk about measuring performance. Mm -hmm. Like how do you measure the campaign's performance and what kind of ROI can a client expect?
0: So even though PI is not our biggest segment because we do have other segments, we are growing in the PI law firm because we've been able to be very successful with the results that we're given. Now, these guys... They don't really give a shit about about impressions. They don't care about, you know, uh, how many people saw it. They don't care about their race, gender, anything. They just say like, how many times is my phone going to (laughs) ring? All right. How many many calls am I going to get as a result of having these trucks? And so in order for us to determine the response to that, we need to know what they are doing for cases every month.
1: So this is very similar to what we do when it comes to SEO. And I I argue the same thing with a client. It's like, when we're talking about rankings, I'm like, look, even if you're ranking, if you're not getting phone calls, if mm-hmm. you're not signing up cases, you're not going to care about the rankings. It's, it's, it's a holistic approach, and okay. it sounds like this is also a holistic approach because it's not as simple as they saw the billboard. It's like now we're going to go and we're going to retarget them.
0: Yes, if they want to do the services, our PI firms they all do both services. So one part. Also, of the, yeah.
1: Can you also retarget without them having to have met a certain criteria? For example, ER or physical therapy, can you just say we want to basically have a digital commercial or a digital billboard? So since we know you saw us in the real world, now we're going to also show you our brand in the digital world. Can you do that? And like do on you your do phone? That? Yeah, just a, a, a very broad retargeting. So you saw our billboard three times. Now we're going to retarget you on social media without waiting for you to be in an ER.
0: So we collect everybody and we have what it's called a frequency rate. So we know how many times people have seen it. Anything under three, I honestly don't even retarget because if they've only seen your truck advertising once or twice and I'm spending ad dollars on, you know, on the advertising, it's not going to convert. Like I could do it and make a little bit extra money, but I tell them we just have to wait until they've seen it three times at the very least. Now, the more trucks they have, the easier and the faster we're going to get to that 3X market. You know, you can't get to 3X with with five trucks in, in the city of Los Angeles. with you know.
1: So is the goal to get to 3X?
0: That's at the minimum.
1: The minimum. Yeah. And sometimes
0: you can get to 5X, you know, if you have 20 trucks.
1: I would assume that the longer a firm has done this, mm-hmm. the better they're going to convert. I would also assume that the more trucks they're doing, The higher the return investment, or one thing that PI firms measure is cost per case. So I assume the cost per case goes down because the conversion goes up. It's what we always talk about. It's just it's branding, right? And what you're doing is it's a branded play, and you have to be very patient when it comes to branding. And I would argue even more so than with SEO because when it comes to SEO, that's direct intent. Someone's actually searching for them in that moment. But what what you're doing is it's branded. It's a it's a branded play, just like commercials. We're branding
0: and we're putting ourselves in the digital world in front of people before they even search for a lawyer. We know that they've been in a situation that most likely requires a lawyer. And from what I've learned in this space, a lot of people are afraid to call lawyers. They think it's going to be too costly. They don't know them. They don't know people and they've heard negative things. And so not
1: the Fufu people.
0: <laughs> yeah. The Fufu people know two, three lawyers probably in their family, but I was talking to call Jacob, you know, or Jacob and Ronnie yeah, yeah. Jacob in LA. And I asked him the simple question. I mean, you're the godfather of billboards, you know, Mr. and Ronnie, like, why did you start? Like, how did you start being into practice? And he said, we really want to be there for people who don't have the means, who don't have like two, three lawyers in their families That's why we put billboards out so that people who are not readily available to reach out to a lawyer can find this. And so I learned from every time time I go to a conference with you and I meet more and more lawyers, I ask them, you know, how can we be improved? So going back to the question about measuring, we asked them basically, what was your your cases last month or not last year for that particular month? And then what was the average for the last three years? So we actually see how much they've been growing on, them, on their own before we came in. And then, and then we start our retargeting campaign, our trucks, and then we see you know an increase. And we try to set a base and to be easy with numbers. If they're closing 100 cases a month, and I, I tell them, you know, if we close 110, we've already grown your business 10% in just one month. If we close 120, we've grown at 20%. What we've seen is that sometimes we've gone from 100 to 180 and it's an incredible like they're like we gain 80% cases year over year from the previous year or even as a, as a three year average. And, and so that's what we're trying to measure. So every law firm is different. Not every law firm closes 100 cases a month. I would
1: argue most don't.
0: <laughs> so, so let's make it simpler. 10 to 15 that's a 50% increase so they're doing 10 to 10 and then we're able to just get you three more cases that's that's
1: 30% now what's the minimum time requirement
0: now we're getting to the goodies so we um we require at least six months that's really
1: low dude we're just a. I, in my opinion I think that's really really (laughs) low I would not do anything under a year yeah. It's just the problem is so many PI lawyers are so impatient. It's like, we and True. Gary Sarner and I talked about this and he does radio and it's like, you have to be patient because again, you're building a brand. Like Coca-Cola didn't become Coca-Cola in a day and they still brand nonstop. Like, I am so sick of seeing Coca-Cola. I'm trying not to drink Coca-Cola. Do <laughs> You, you but, know what I mean though? Yeah, like, I know what AT&T. you mean. But it's we, like,
0: if we're able to show, if they already have their numbers and let's say we're starting a campaign, In January of 2023, they already know what they did January 2022, 21, 19. And so if we come in in January 2023 and we already show an increase, they already know it's already working. And so at the very least, I want them to do six months now. The first month or two, we're not doing anything on the retargeting because those first days, first weeks, first two months, we're collecting all these mobile IDs so that we can get to that 3x that frequency so that on month three, now we start retargeting people. That makes sense. So anyone that says, oh, we want to do three months, I was like, you may not even get to three months. I mean, to, to the 3x frequency in the first three months. So six months is the minimum. Most, case, most people do 12 months with us. They always, all of our law firms, they always re signed with us. So but it's,
1: wait, you haven't told us the most. What everyone's wondering right now.
0: What is the cost? <laughs> the cost is very very uh, inexpensive and very transparent. It's on our website. So we have three products, three different prices. The semi, the 53-foot billboard, it's $5,000 per month. The 26-foot truck is $3,500. And the LED truck, which are, those are predominantly for conferences or three-day festivals or anything like that.
1: And Th- you've done a lot of those, two, right?
0: For 2000 yeah. But uh, honestly, those are more like... Power place. Like if you're trying to hit 20,000 people outside of, you know, the Lakers game or outside, you know, That's a specific really cool conference, though. you can have those. So if, if we wanted to have here for MTMP in I Las Vegas, we can get, we can, you could put Lawrank outside and you'll grab all the IDs from everybody. I we wanted could do to it do it for T for the next conference.
1: I told actually tomorrow, and he's like, Maria, no. <laughs> I'll See, give you guys, Mariano, I'll give you, I'll Mariano. give you, I'll
0: give you guys a good deal.
1: <laughs> okay, I thanks. I, I would hope so.
0: But, so, and 12 how, months. And
1: what's, okay. So, six month minimum, you said the pricing depends on the size, five, 35, two, is that right? Or 25?
0: Yes, but to clarify, how it's many 5,000 a month, 3,500 a month, and 2,000 daily for the LEDs. Oh, LEDs 2,000 daily, okay, got it. Correct.
1: So, what's the minimum amount of trucks that you would recommend?
0: At the very minimum is 10 trucks. So if you if you really wanna come in here and you wanna do a really pushy, really being able to penetrate a market where the big players are in, some of the big players are you know, dropping 100, 150,000, $200,000 a month in advertising and billboards and TV. So it's really hard for you to compete against them. So in order for you to do something disruptive and different, you can have 10 trucks at the $3,500 price and that's $35,000 a month for 10 trucks in your market. That's what I would recommend on the starting point. Anything below that, like if you do five, which we've never done, by the way, we offer that, it, it's just going to take too long. It'll, it'll take too long for you to get to that frequency. And then you're going to start being like, hey, it's four miles. You, you we, really, we really don't see the results. So we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot. If you come out with 20, you'll right away, in month one, you'll see the difference. It will be categorical. You will see a big difference in the number of cases you're closing with 20 trucks in, in, in one month. So
1: that's awesome okay well now i want to get into something a little bit more Wait. personal i want to go back to the positivity okay and if you could just quickly maybe tell us a little bit about your childhood or young adult life and how did you get to be so positive you've actually never shared this stuff with me my but young I, I adult kn- life I, I know you've you had you've had some adversity right
0: yeah, I think everybody does. I mean, to a certain point. Um,
1: but were you this positive pre-adversity or was it that <laughs> that made you this positive? We're going to end up cutting this
0: <laughs> No, this is fine. Um, I mean, I don't know if like being born in Mexico is an adversity, I, I guess, maybe. It's I totally
1: a freaking <laughs> adversity. That's why I took my kids there.
0: I moved to the U.S. when I was 16. I learned English watching Seinfeld. So that was my my favorite TV show.
1: That explains so much. Uh-huh.
0: So that what, that I'm funny?
1: I did not say that <laughs> <laughs> Although I do have to say that Not that
0: there's anything wrong with that remember? No one
1: has made me laugh More than Java In the past 10 days In the conferences No one
0: So Anyway So moved here 16 I went to college in USD I think I think the big thing that happened when things change. Uh, I have had one experience with a personal injury lawyer. Have I? I don't know if I've shared this already.
1: No. So
0: not. I've actually been involved with in a personal injury case. I had a window fall on my head from a ten-story building. What? But I know, So
1: are you are you fucking with me right
0: now? No. This is why I move like this. No. You <laughs> thought I was just like being the robot? No. So wait, wait.
1: When did it, this
0: happen? It, it, I know exactly. November twentieth, two thousand thirteen. It's gonna be holy shit. It's gonna be nine years. So. I was walking down the street uh, by the Staples Center. A window just fell and I crashed over my head. It happened right in front of a Starbucks. People came out of the Starbucks and they're like, holy shit, man, are you okay? Like a window just fell on you and you're bleeding and I'm looking and there's shattered glass. And I, so when I felt the impact, I thought someone just like dropped a rock. Like I, I didn't think it was a window, like, you don't, you don't just walk and say like, hey, a window Wait, just fell on you're me. you're fucking
1: with me right now. That no, actually happened to you?
0: It did. I thought I've talked about this. I d-
1: We've never talked about this.
0: So this happened and it happened a day before I was starting a new job. So I had no benefits. I had nothing. And so I went to physical therapy for three years and I had to leave the job. I had to sell my car because I couldn't turn to the blind spot. And, you know, I still like hold my head when I look up point is that um, <laughs> like later on, funny. Selena and Barnes took the case.
1: No. So
0: Selena and Barnes, you know, are huge. And this is before the separation. Yeah. So then I went with Selena and Barnes and I've heard the jingle. So no, he, I,
1: And I know Selena. Advertising wait, works. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And how much did it settle for? Can you say?
0: I can certainly say. Did but,
1: it settle? Did it go to court?
0: No, we settled. But so, so we much? sued the, the building the the glass window and the people that were doing the repair, I think like three different lawsuits. So on yeah, November 20th, 2016, three years later, exactly from the day of the accident, I went to climb Kilimanjaro. Yes,
1: I, I knew that. And,
0: and I did this as gratitude that I didn't die three years before. And, you know, it takes seven days to get to the top and back. And so on Thanksgiving day, I was literally celebrating being alive as close as I can ever be to, you know, to God. So- I climbed this mountain and we're doing the deposition or um, yes. where I'm with my lawyer, there's a mediator, there's the other lawyer for representing the building, and they're asking me all these questions and you know, how the injured and and you know, obviously I've been injured from the accident and I've had issues. <laughs> and so <coughs> So the guy leaves the room and my lawyer is like, Dude, get ready, man, you're about to be a millionaire and then it comes back and drops a picture of me at the top of Kilimanjaro. <laughs> It was my university, they gave me a flag and they said, you know, we, we'd be really proud if you do this and, 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 you know, you, you, you climb this mountain. So I took a picture at the top of the mountain holding, you know, but it was University you. of San Diego. And so then it was published and then it was in a magazine and then it was out and I didn't know. And so the guy comes back and I'm, and it's a picture of me at the top of the mountain.
1: Uh-huh. And, and you're so, like, yeah, I did and that. And so
0: my lawyer was like, we're going to need a minute.
1: <laughs> and so
0: he's coursed out and he's like, what the f-? And, and I mean, I've never seen, I was like, what? He's like, you climb a fucking mountain, you know? And, and I said, yeah, but you know, I got help. There were like eight people helping me. And it's not like I'm just trudging along. Like there were people helping me. It takes a long time. And <laughs> anyway, so they came back. He's like, we're taking whatever it was offered. And so I think I was offered, I don't know, less than 150 grand. Oh, okay. And I took that and then I put it on Bitcoin. <laughs> Yeah.
1: What's it at now? And then I gave the rest to my mom.
0: Uh, no, that, that grew like a lot, hundreds of thousands, because it was right at t- 2017. So, right at the peak I of the can't market, it blew up. Yeah, but I, I helped the rest of my mom. It was a good cause.
1: Chavez' positive energy is contagious. Keep a positive perspective during life's ups and downs. When you do, solving a problem will begin to feel more like an opportunity to improve than an obstacle to overcome. When it comes to marketing, give it time. From SEO to mobile billboards, investing in marketing will help you grow, but it won't happen overnight. Be willing to invest the time necessary to see a campaign be successful. Thank you so much to Chava Add motion for everything he shared today. If you found the story valuable, please share it with someone you want to see succeed. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review. It goes a long way to help others discover the show. Catch us next week on Tip the Scales with me, Maria Monroy, president of LawRank. Hear how the best in the business broke out of limiting beliefs, overcame adversity, and built a thriving purpose-driven business in the process.